Hey guys, welcome back to Terminator 101. I'm Eddie Green, and I was inspired to do this episode talking to you guys for just a few minutes about uh, the effects in the first, specifically the first. You could argue the second film, but I'm really going to focus on the first because the first film is much more of an indie feel kind of movie. You know what I mean? It's a much smaller budget. So what am I talking about? Well, um, a few days back, I made a post about... Really, the only thing in The Terminator from 1984, the only thing in that film that kind of truly feels dated, because you can look at a lot of things, right? Phone booths, uh, hairstyles, dance moves, all that stuff. Sure, that's dated. But, you know, I look past that. The only thing that really stands out to me that, uh, you know, is something that is still done in film sometimes to this day, but is done to a much higher level, is the practical effects. And I made a post about how really the only thing that stands out to me as being truly dated is the animatronic slash puppet of Arnold when he has battle damage and the few shots that they incorporate that particular uh, puppet in. And so I said, you know, really... At the end of the day, that's truly the only, like, the only thing that stands out to me. And it's because of a couple things. One, in the earlier shots of the film, it's really just the eye that's missing. And uh, you still have pretty much the entirety of Arnold's face. And because of budget constraints, because of just the time period that this film was made in, they weren't able to you know, really capture the essence of of Arnold Schwarzenegger and duplicate that in a puppet. So, you know, looking at it, it's kind of, it's kind of goofy looking. It has this very fake quality to it. And it's also because the camera is directly facing it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't cut away. It's just there and it lingers on it. And it has this really kind of weird, stiff movement to it that they intersplice it with actual footage of Arnold, you know, with particular camera angles hiding the fact that his eye is not missing, and they just don't jive. Now, the reason I'm making this episode, one, is really just to kind of, you know, explain to a higher degree my feelings and my thoughts surrounding it, but also to defend the fact that I still, even though I think that it looks goofy and cheesy and fake. It doesn't take any admiration for the Terminator, the film, away for me. It doesn't. Every single thing that I love about that film, I still love. It's not like I look at that and I go, what the hell? No. It's just something that is a very obvious thing to me. And I know it's, 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 it's something to a lot of people. Now, as the film progresses, obviously the battle damage gets worse and we start to lose pretty much the entire left side of Arnold's face. And so with that, you know, you're missing a lot more of the face and they also are incorporating a lot quicker cuts in, you know, those those final scenes there with the truck and whatnot. It's a much quicker pace and they're cutting back and forth between practical and and the animatronic and it works a lot better. Um 
but yeah, I, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm bashing the film or, or saying that it, you know, makes me not, you know, like appreciate it as much. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's of its time and I appreciate it for the time it was made in. Absolutely. But it is of its time. And I just wanted to share that with you guys on uh, social media. And uh, just some people seem to think that I'm bashing the film. And I'm, and I'm not. Um, another point that was made to me from a few people is, well, it's supposed to represent, you know, the, the, the skin dying. And because in one of those scenes, um, the scene where he is in the apartment complex, like the... Uh, the little, little room there, and the, and the guy knocks on the door, and uh, we have that close-up of Arnold's face, and it's not Arnold, it's the puppet, and you can see little, like, flies, you know, kind of, like, just lingering on his face, and yes, that is a great subtle detail that really only diehard fans would pick up on. General audiences would not, and that's a great point, you know, the skin dying and whatnot, but that's, that is not what those shots were truly for at the end of the day. They were simply just to make it very apparent that underneath this skin shell is an endoskeleton. And they wanted to move beyond just applying makeup to Arnold's face. Because you, when you add makeup, you can really only add on top of the skin, right? You can't take away. And for that particular effect, you need to be actually showing that underneath the, the skull is, you know, the endo eye. And it's really hard to achieve that with just makeup effects. Later on in the film, they go for it. But again, keep in mind, the film is much much uh, quicker in terms of cuts and uh, camera angles and whatnot. For these shots, they kind of lingered. So they needed another way. So that's why they used the puppets. And they really could just keep the camera on it and let the audiences see in 1984. Holy God, look at that. That's, look at, there's something underneath there. It, it, it's a metal thing underneath this Arnold thing. So that's really what it was for. It you know, put aside the fact that the skin was dying and whatnot. That's a great subtle detail, but that is not what James Cameron was going for initially and directly in front of the camera. So those are my thoughts on it, guys. What do you think? What, like, what is your opinion on um, the uh, 1984 effects in terms of the puppets and the animatronics? Now, I will say, I will say, at the end of the film, when we get the full-on endoskeleton, still to this day, everything that they did in that is beautiful. And by everything, I mean the fact that they used, you know, actual endoskeletons. They they had the the uh, from the what is it? The torso up was a was a actual endoskeleton that they built. And then, of course, underneath it was a was a guy, um, you know, kind of puppeteering it, and that and that's so cool. And there's there's great behind the scenes photos. I'm I'm sure I'll post them at some point and uh, do some commentary on it. But um, you know, between that and the stop motion, and uh, yeah, just 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 every technique that they could incorporate with that, uh, the endoskeleton at the end of the film is frightening, truly frightening. The stop motion is cheesy just because of the way that it comes off on film you know what i mean it, it comes off very 
kind of almost too quick. It's sort of a little quicker than it actually is when it's a real endoskeleton versus this little tiny practical uh, miniature that is used for stop motion. It, it, it has a kind of different speed going on. So that's a little jarring when you watch it. But again, it doesn't take me out of it. But I gotta say, holy hell. And of course, as they went to T2, they only improved that, right? So yeah, the endoskeleton at the end of the film is fucking frightening. Am I not... Like, am I not right? That is, it's so good. Ah, I love it. Anyways, guys, um, just wanted to share those things. Oh, and I love when, um, something that I've always found kind of funny is, uh, all throughout the film, when it's Arnold, we don't hear anything. You know what I mean? Like when he's moving, we don't hear anything from the endoskeleton itself. It's weird to me that at the end of the film, once the skin, all all of that skin burns off and the endoskeleton starts moving, it literally sounds like machinery kind of like going back and forth with a... You know what I mean? And it's just, I understand that you could argue, yeah, the skin was so kind of... Uh, thick and whatnot because it's Arnold. He's so muscular. You know, it kept all that noise kind of inside the the shell. But it, it it it's almost too loud to the point where I kind of think that maybe we would have heard something had Arnold been moving. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's a fine little detail that's always kind of bugged me. But uh, anyways, just wanted to share all that with you guys. Hit me up on social media. Let me know. Um, T101 Podcast is where you can find me. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, you can also support the Patreon over at patreon.com slash T101 podcast and get some exclusive goodies over there as well. I appreciate all the support from you guys. Seriously, um, I got a lot of wicked cool episodes coming up here. A lot of stuff that I have planned for this week. Pretty much a whole week full of uh, guests that are going to be coming on and and whatnot, friends, and we're going to be recording stuff. So it's a packed week for me and uh, I'm very excited. And I... I hope that I can release the uh, Rochelle Neal episode. Um, And I might comment more on this on my live stream, which is happening this Tuesday, February 19th uh, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Terminator101podcast. I might comment on it over there, uh, like in more detail, but uh, hopefully I can release that episode. Uh, Hope to see you guys at the live stream. It's going to be fucking awesome. I cannot wait to... uh, you know, talk to all you guys over there. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep on terminating.